The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Fear the Rambling Dead, the unofficial Fear the Walking Dead internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, August 29th, 2016, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo, filling in for Deadly. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Fear the Walking Dead. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hits AMC series as casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts. First up, one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor, it's Deidre. <laughs> I can't even follow that. Hello. <laughs> Next up, he nearly lost his arm for a gancito. It's Legionnaire. <laughs> From death we come and to death we deliver ourselves. Now do it in Spanish. No. Okay. <laughs> and she always likes to vanish when her friend is taking a hot shower. It's Madison Fitzpatrick. Ooh, damn. Okay. <laughs> Can I be the one taking the hot shower? Like... <laughs> no, you're the one flying out the window. Now right. let me stop. Right, right, right. Okay. Yes. So let's jump into our recap of Season 2, Episode 9, titled Los Muertos, and aired August 28, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Nick begins to observe Luciana's community and is shocked to see Luciana's people banish an infected man, where he voluntarily allows himself to be eaten by walkers. Luciana explains that those who are infected or terminally ill sacrifice themselves to help build the wall, a barrier of walkers meant to protect the community from outside threats. Nick then accompanies Luciana on a supply run to a nearby supermarket, which is controlled by an armed gang. Nick is caught trying to shoplift, but he manages to bargain for his life and more supplies by offering medicine. Luciana scolds Nick for his recklessness, as now the gang will be interested in finding out where her community is. Nick is then brought before the community's leader, Alejandro, who explains to Nick that he keeps the community together by preaching that the undead plague is merely a test from God, and those who survive will inherit the earth. Meanwhile, Madison, Strand, Alicia, and Ophelia flee Celia's burning estate, intending to get back to the Abigail. However, they find out that the Abigail has been stolen and are forced to scavenge a nearby hotel for supplies. While Alicia and Ophelia search the rooms, Madison and Strand get drunk in the bar as they express their various frustrations with life. However, a large horde of walkers attack the hotel, trapping all four inside. Burm, burm, burm. Alright, so I want to get everyone's initial reaction to the episode Los Muertos, and we're going to start off with uh, Deidre. Why not? I miss Ruben Blas. This is the episode that he should be in. I wish he were there. He was definitely needed. Hmm. That's my reaction. <laughs> All okay. right, now. Legionnaire, would you agree with Deidre? What do you think of the episode? Um, I do miss Ruben. Um, but I, I, uh, 
I thought this episode was very interesting. I definitely liked seeing more of what was going on with Nick, and I'm glad we got to circle back to um, to Strand and Strand and his angels, uh, as I've started to refer to them. Um, it was some really, really <laughs> some. It was some nice interaction between um, uh, between Strand and Madison, and I definitely began to be less annoyed with Alicia. Ah, all right now that's progress. Yes, awesome, Madison. What did you think of this episode? Well, I kind of thought it was a little boring. <gasps> I don't know. I don't know about everybody else, but I kind of thought it was a little boring. Like, there was a little action, like, with Nick and the whole kerfuffle there. And uh, I guess the end scene, you know, where all, all the walkers start coming out. But other than that, it was kind of draggy. And I don't know. I don't okay. know. I will say I enjoyed the episode for the most part. I didn't mind the, um, I guess, the more talky aspects of the episode because I enjoyed getting to know a little bit more about our characters. So I liked the uh, the interactions that each of the characters had uh, together, like all the couplings that the episode had. And uh, I really liked catching up with uh, Strand and that group. It was nice to see what they've been up to. And it was great that they could also show us what was going on in Nick's world and sort of like be able to balance it a, a little bit better than, um, than maybe I even thought they, they were going to because uh, last time it was all Nick. So it was interesting how they were able to balance both sides and uh, share with us what's going on with the other side of the group. I guess we're only missing another piece and then Ruben is out there somewhere looking for Deidre. Yes. Right. Yes. So before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Fear the Walking Dead, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash theramblingdead. Follow us on Tumblr, feartheramblingdead-pcr.tumblr.com. You can follow the station on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Or maybe are you interested in dating Deidre? You can email us via contact <laughs> at poppychuloradio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. And of course, search for Fear the Rambling Dead through iTunes and hit the subscribe button. So let's start off at the very beginning of the episode where we see Nick waking up in the infirmary in La Colonia and he's next to uh, someone, a woman who's very sick, she's coughing up blood and all that kind of stuff. And so he leaves the infirmary and wanders through this um, little village and he sees a young girl crying, he's trying to comfort her but uh, basically she says that uh, her papa is is out there and we see the girl's father standing surrounded by the other inhabitants of la colonia and uh, they send him through a bus that's like stuck in between a fence and, and whatnot that separates the inhabitants with uh, a uh, crowd of the infected. And as he passes through the bus into this uh, field, he sacrifices himself to the herd as the people look on and they start chanting. Uh, how do they chant, uh, Legionnaire? What? What did they <laughs> chant? You were oh, saying it before in English. From, from death we come, and to death we deliver ourselves. Yes, but uh, imagine it in Spanish. Right. Yes. And so uh, <laughs> Nick is, looks at this in, in shock. What did all of you think when you saw this episode? Not this episode, I mean this uh, opening scene where this man is getting sacrificed to the infected. Uh, my first impression was like, oh, we just 
came from some crazy shit. Now we're in some crazy shit again. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with well, these people? Sad. They're not a group of people that are just like, you know, like logical or like, I don't know. Oh, just more craziness. More things to run away from. <laughs> Ain't that I, the truth? I thought um, my initial impression was Nick is being punished because... Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nick is being punished because... He He's a sinner. When he initially woke up last week, there were like two dead people <laughs> in a sleeping bag. And then he... <laughs> he wakes he up next to a half-dead lady? No, and then he wakes up in inside the open house, and there's a little girl and a woman wheeling a baseball bat. You know, the oh next time, gosh. and then this time he wakes up with a woman like on death's doorstep, across him. Hmm. It's like something is wrong. Something's very wrong with his life at the moment. Beyond the <laughs> you know dystopic apocalypse going on and everything, but this is oh just, my gosh, it's so weird uh, for Nick right now, but. I don't know this this whole thing with the whole bus the whole bus and I don't know something just doesn't feel right all of a sudden. Yeah, that's definitely not the magic school bus. No, no, not at all. So on the other side of uh, the country, we have Madison, Alicia, Strand, and Ophelia. They're driving through Tijuana, and uh, we've learned that it's been two days. So we don't pick up with them like immediately after they left uh, Abigail's compound. It's actually been two days since they've been searching, looking for Nick, and that kind of thing. But Alicia basically says that the search is, is, is futile, it's futile, and uh, insists that they return to the Abigail. So continuing on with them, uh, they arrive at the shore and they find that the Abigail is missing. And uh, Strand sort of like, says you know may you know it was probably the military they waited for us to leave the abigail and they've taken it for themselves and so alicia suggests that they take refuge at a, a nearby hotel you know it's up the coast and so before they leave they use some uh, twigs and branches and that kind of stuff and they write a message for travis and, and nick you know just in case if they decide to return to look for the abigail and it says abigail lost head north it's not lost they were probably on it partying oh my gosh it's not <laughs> spring break Deidre hey <laughs> no they're probably like what's his name from uh from that movie that um Scottish movie freedom Braveheart <gasps> yeah oh god oh my gosh Deidre <laughs> no Madison freedom Freedom! All men have grown back their balls. Freedom! <laughs> Deidre needs help. Deidre needs help. <laughs> Deidre's on the Abigail right now, jamming with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I am. Good grief. So they do drive up uh, the coast, and uh, they park right outside this grand resort, and they sort of assess the situation from afar. So we'll catch up with them in a moment. So back in La Colonia, we have uh, Nick watching Alejandro inject an elderly man with medication, and the elderly man is like, you know, save the medication, you know, I'm at death's door, you know, I'm b practically dying right here. You know, let's save the medication. But Alejandro's like, you know, we'll save the medication tomorrow. You know, it's okay. And um, then uh, Alejandro talks with Luciana, but we don't really see what they discuss. And that, But they do look over at Nick. So Nick, later on, he's cleaning some bloody bandages at a faucet. You know, there isn't water in one, but then the water from the other one... Uh, was kind of, I don't know, beige-ish, maybe, I guess. <laughs> it was not the cleanest water. Dirty. No, no, yeah. it was not clean water at all. Yes, but uh, Luciana approaches Nick and uh, asks him for help on a mission. And this is all in Spanish, and Nick is kind of understanding-ish. So Luciana brings Nick to the bus that we saw earlier in the episode. And um, they, they walk through and she yells at him, you know, shut the door in Spanish and all this kind of stuff. And uh, we see her 
get out on the other end of the bus where the infected is and she instantly pins an infected to a wall slits its throat and slathers herself in the infected's blood and uh, she starts speaking english to nick and uh basically she says you know you're gonna when I talk, you know, no, um, when you're around the infected, be quiet. When you're around me, be quiet. And we're going to go meet some sons of bitches, and you're going to be quiet around them, too. <laughs> and so he slathers himself with uh, the blood as well, and they head off on a mission. Now, I've got to say, this scene I loved because I was like, Luciana's a badass. Because, like, the <laughs> way that she took down, well, she didn't take him down, but the way that she pinned the infected, and then she slit the throw and then she starts slathering her so I, I was loving it <laughs> yeah that was pretty badass I thought it was awesome I, I, I approved of Luciana Deidre do you like Luciana I do like Luciana I like her better than some other characters yes yeah. Oh gosh. Well, speaking of the characters you don't like, Legionnaire, can you take us into what happens oh when uh, some characters enter a uh, dusty motel? <laughs> or resort, I should say. Oh, well, we have Strand and his angels who, who happen upon a hotel, and after watching it for a few minutes, they decide to uh, go in and check it out, and um, while they're scouting around in the lobby, I guess, in the first floor, um, Alicia Alicia and Ophelia decide they're going to go and check out the rooms. And, of course, uh, Madison kicks into protective mommy mode, and Alicia lets her know, look, you know, I can handle this. I'm cool. You know, we need to split up, check this place out. You know, get off me, get off me. And Strand co-signs, like, yeah, she can. she should be able to handle herself. It's cool. So they go off and start checking rooms and notice that some of the rooms are, are the rooms have been tagged, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, the ones that had the infected in them were actually had the do not disturb signs on them. And they came across a room where the tag said, please clean the room or something like that. And they go in and the room is actually safe to go in and they start um they start checking out and, and scavenging and pulling stuff uh, that they could take with them. And uh, Ophelia raids the uh, honor bar and discovers that there are only peanuts left because probably the person was, uh, you know, had an allergy. So, you know, but hey, beggars can't be choosers. And, <laughs> as, they <head, laughs> and as they head out, they discover that actually the occupant of the room has uh, hung himself and has become an infected and just is hanging in the shower growling and reaching and looking pretty gross overall mm -hmm. in, the mean, it, <laughs> in the meantime strand and maddie are, are having this weird get to know you moment and and they're starting to uh decide to have a few cocktails which isn't a bad thing so we'll pick up with them in a moment but did anyone notice as they entered the uh, hotel, there was like that creepy hand that like tapped yes. the window? How yes. could anybody yeah. have missed it? It was the it was the other zombies and the other. I know. I liked it. I was like, some shit's gonna go down when I saw that. Yeah, when that happened, I was like, did, did you not hear that? Like, turn around. Right. Girl. Exactly. Like... Oh, see, I so like Madison because I'm always like, why? Do they act as if they did not hear that <laughs> noise? Man, they want right. you to be mad. They want you to be mad. <laughs> oh, Deidre. Well, we pick up with Nick and Luciana. They're walking down a street in Tijuana. And uh, Nick asks Luciana about that man that we saw at the start of the episode. The man who sacrificed himself to the infected. And uh, Luciana says the the dying sacrifice themselves to be the dead and uh, that once the dead are, are gone the world will be renewed that basically this is like a, a cleansing of the world and only the the strongest the the chosen ones will survive that at some point the dead will disappear and life 
will spring again. And so Nick questions her, you know, whether Alejandro was actually bitten because she mentions that, that he was bitten and that he had, had in turn. And so, you know, he's a sign of um, the future, basically. And uh, Luciana is adamant that uh, he was bitten, he hasn't turned, and she's, she knows this because she saw it happen. So they yeah. end up getting to their destination. Deezer's a little dubious about it. <laughs> they end up getting to their destination. Oh my. I guess we're all a little dubious. But they end up getting to their destination. Deidre, can you take us into what happens when they get to their destination? Oh, so they get to their destination and, you know, she pretty much, uh, you know, tells uh, Nick, don't say a goddamn thing, keep your mouth closed. I mean, forever, or else I will sew your mouth shut. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do it because I'm... I'm into you, so I'm going to do it. Nah. And I love so the teacher they- subtitles. <laughs> and so she's like, we're going in here. And he's like, well, who are these people? And she's like, they're a gang. He's like, oh, just a gang? She's like, no. This is a Mexican gang, man. We are in Mexico. This is a real Mexican gang. Oh, my gosh. Okay? So Nick's like, well, okay, I'll try to abide by your rules. And, you know, they go in there. She's like, I want some water. Here's your drugs. And he's like, yeah, you can have uh Well, first he's like, Ain't you gonna give me some love? Give me a hug? Give me a kiss? And she's like, "Yeah, here your drugs. Take your drugs." No. And <laughs> he's like, "All right, fine. Thank you for the drugs. You can have one cart full of water." You know, she's like, "That's not the agreement." He's like, "Well, that's the new one because you wouldn't give up nothing. So you know, <laughs> take what you can get. You know, you wouldn't give me no booty. So forget it." <laughs> oh, no. The Deidre subtitles are are everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. They go in there and they're looking around at this um, busted Best Buy or whatever you own a big Costco warehouse place and um, it's it's your local Walmart. It is not. <laughs> they go in there and they're looking around and Nick's of course you know he's stupid so he's he's just stupid Nick and he's like what are we doing here what can we get can we get this can we get that she's like no only the stuff we need and he's eyeing the people over there in the back and he's picking up on some things he's like uh huh. That's a junkie. That's a junkie. That's a drunk. Oh my gosh! That's a fiend. You know, he's just eyeing everyone and looking at it because that's what Nick does. Yeah, you know, he's he's used to everything, so he steals something. Well, she tells him to put it back, but he's got that look in his eye like, "No, I want it." Like a little kid, I want it, so I'm gonna take it. <laughs> yeah. Give me. So, yeah, give me, give me. So, you know, she puts her foot down. She's like, either you're going to help or you're going to die. You know, just stop doing the shit in your brain and just help me out here. And so they get all their stuff and then they, well, I don't know. Should I leave it there? Should I head outside? What do you, what do you want me to do? Let's head outside. You're doing a good job, Deidre. Yeah. So they go to head, they go to head outside. I'm in the moment right now. Yeah. So they go to head outside and. You know, he's just looking like the most innocent kid you've ever seen in the world. Like, dum okay, thank you. And she's like, we got ourselves, we're going to roll. And the guy comes out and he's like, son of a bitch, that one right there, that one right there. Cut off his head, I'm going to cut off his head. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to cut him, I'm going to slice him, I'm going to cut him, I'm going to take everything, I'm going to cut off his dick, I'm going to take everything from him because he stole some cupcakes. So I'm gonna take his hand. <laughs> you know what we do to rats. Yes, yes. So you know, the girl she's sitting there looking like, what the fuck is going on? What we took the one cart full of water. Why are you throwing the bit? When she sees the cupcake, she's like, you stupid little puto. Didn't I tell you not to touch or take nothing? She's like, yeah, go ahead, cut off his hand, cut it off, finger by finger first, and then cut it off at the wrist. And they're like, no. Nick's like, no, 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 that was your sister in there. She's a junkie. I know what she needs. She needs some codone, some oxy. You know, I'm going to get it for her. La, 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 la. And, you know, they negotiate because he's a junkie and he's a manipulator. He knows exactly what to do to get out of the situation, which he did. He does. And they actually end up getting a second shopping cart filled with yeah. supplies because Marco agrees with uh, his demands. But of course, uh, Luciana's a little pissed because she's like, you know, maybe they followed us. They never they never followed us before. But like, you know, they've never met someone like you who basically instigated them and put them in a corner. Big so um, she wasn't that happy. But Nick w- was feeling himself. Uh, 
a bit right. after like, that situation. And I will correct you, Deidre, and I will correct um, the the Talking Dead because you called it a cupcake. They kept on calling it cookies. A gancito is basically a Mexican Twinkie. It's like a spongy cake that uh, is uh, covered in chocolate chocolate, and inside there's like a little cream filling and a little strawberry jelly filling as well i've had it before and it's gross but um (laughs) i've never had it i didn't even read the package i'm like it has to be cupcakes from the look of what i can see but dearest god that does not sound very tasty yeah if you don't like Twinkies, you're not going to like a gancito. And it's called like gancito Twinkies. because the the logo is... A, a gancito is a um, like a baby gro- goose. And uh, the logo is like a baby goose. No. I, I like Twinkies, but I don't like a Twinkie with jelly. Yeah, it's not good. Sorry, fans of gancito. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, while all that's going on, we've got Madison and Strand drinking martinis at the hotel bar. So, uh, Legionnaire, since you were having fun with Madison and Strand, because Deidre sure as hell wasn't, can you fill us in on what Madison and Strand are discussing at the bar? Deidre was just jealous because she didn't get served a martini. I don't like martini! Because she didn't get served tequila. That's what's important in life, tequila. Tequila wanted to take a little nibble at the worm. <laughs> all righty then <laughs> and on that note uh we're, we're back at madison and, and strand uh drinking martinis and and getting toe up from the floor up and uh starting to break down and really open up to each other and maddie um she reveals some stuff about how her um about how her husband Steve actually died, and I didn't catch what actually happened. I missed that part. So, I mean, I know it was like he was. She had said that he was in an accident on his way home from work. That's what she mm-hmm. told Nick. And that he fell asleep, right? And that, yeah. But that's what she told the kids. Right. That's what she told. That's yeah. That's what she. At least that's what she told Nick from last episode. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't catch what really what she actually said happened. I don't think she did. She didn't, but she makes it seem as but, if uh, yeah, either he did it on purpose or he was drunk or uh, high or something like that. Yeah, she alluded that there was something more going on. So I guess he I was guess trying I, to escape her. See? Oh my gosh! Oh, okay. Deidre, Deidre <laughs> is ruthless. <laughs> see? So yeah, so you know, Strand is trying to be his. Uh, he was trying to escape her. Oh my god! <laughs> he was, he trying was to get her drunk. Strange. Hopefully, she'll get in a car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was being his strange and charming, uh, charming self. And uh, Maddie decides that you know she wants to vent a little bit and starts throwing glasses up against the wall. And you know, and then um, Strand takes this opportunity to um, give himself piano lessons. Um, well, we'll also tell us a little bit about because Strand said some revealing stuff about himself in, in their little heart to heart, their little tete a tete. Um, the only thing I caught that caught my that that made me laugh was that he said he was a seducer of people. I thought that was just, I mm-hmm. thought that was really, I thought that was very interesting because it it gave me at least a little a little bit more into who he is. Uh, in terms of how he's gonna, how he wants to navigate the world, uh, you know, because he's 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 definitely a smooth talker and a charmer, and you know, so that's that's kind of his thing. That and he's at least owning it, um, mm-hmm. you know, and in, in 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 front of her. So that's that's what I caught. I don't know if there was something else that I should have that I should have uh, noted. Well, I thought it was interesting how they he sort of gave this entire hypothetical of like, you know, well, we could have met. And, you know, I basically was like, if we would have met at the hotel bar, you know, I might have flirted with you and this whole thing. I, I thought that was an interesting comment. Mm-hmm. It, did, it did seem like yeah. an interesting moment, the way he, um, the things he was talking about. It, it was almost as if he was confessing. I mean, because he, and you also find out too, that he truly did, you know, love, the guy was his name Tom. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. he really, yeah. really, 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 really did love the man because he said he would do anything mm-hmm. for the man. He's, you know, he was saying if he told me to do this for him, I would have done it. 
which is something that you would not, from what I can tell, ever hear Strand admit to or see him do for another person right. at all. So that was interesting to hear him say that in, in itself. And I think he needed to get drunk to get it out. I really, really do. So I, I thought that was interesting. Of course, you know, I didn't like Madison, but I, I thought that was pretty oh my gosh. telling. You just had to ask. She did. But, but, but. You just had to, like, slip that in last minute. <laughs> but, but, in listening to Madison, you, you find out a few things as well in hearing mm -hmm. her talk. Um, did that make you like her a little bit more? No, it made me understand oh, her. Oh, okay. Definitely didn't make me like her because she has the same issue. I mean, you find out. You find out, I found out that, yes, I have a very good reason for not liking her character. Yes. And it's because she doesn't know how to let go. Mm. So, I mean. She's whole, never watched Frozen. Oh, God. I don't know. I've never watched Frozen, so I don't know. Oh, okay. There's a whole song called Let It Go. Well, she needs to let it go and let it flow and let it come back if it wants to. But, whole thing about the husband and you know when she says oh you know i i should have somehow held him more to, like it was almost as if she was saying she should have taken the reins more or controlled him more and she didn't realize she was saying it and the look that strand had on his face was like and i think he said it too you know let let him go you know referring to nick Nick will be fine. Nick will be okay. No, I should have held on to him more. I should have held him. I shouldn't have let him go. That's that tells me that she doesn't understand what she's done in all of this time to him mm -hmm. and to mm -hmm. his father. She does not see the reality of it. She only thinks that she has to hold on to it and coddle in order to control and, re and restrain. And the opposite is completely happening because of what she's done and i don't think she's ever going to see that that's interesting i like this psychology 101 with deidra <laughs> coming later this fall the, the to poppychularadio.com alicia the shocking thing for me was alicia you know alicia is usually like on her mom's side just you know really close with her when she was like you know telling her no she can't go you, you have to stay right here with me and she's like mom Go take a piss or something. We're we're fine. We're good. Oh we're, my gosh. Mm -hmm. We're pretty much going upstairs. You know, Alicia was looking like she was fed up. I'm like, oh my god, is this like a, a a teen angst going into a young adulthood moment? Oh my god. Yeah, well that's what I felt because it was like because even when even when they had got to shore, we're gonna head you know we're making their way to the Abigail and she's obsessing about Nick. It was like she's like, look, it's just you and me now. You know, like okay, I understand that you're worried about nick but nick is doing what he, nick does and i'm here so you know you need we, we need to come together on this and you know yes nick leaves and does what he does but nick always comes back so right now you can't do anything about the fact that he left i am here so right now you have to deal with me and we have to find a way to work through this together so i really liked when she kind of stepped to her and kind of got her in check it's like look yes we all want to find Nick, but Nick is gone. He's not He's not around right now. So there's nothing yeah. we can do about that until, you know, he decides to make his way back. But right now, we got to focus on what we're going to do to survive. So it was, just, it was just really, that's what I was saying when I said it made me like her, made me less annoyed with her. Because it was like that moment where, hey, maybe she's growing into herself a little more. Yeah. That, for Alicia, that's pretty good. Yeah. Madison... But for Madison, I, she was like a deer in headlights forever stuck at that moment. Like, <laughs> like she was looking like, is there a voice talking to me? It, is someone? No, there's no one there. No. Oh, gosh. But <laughs> let, can I play devil, devil's advocate with you, Deidre? Can you sort of at least comprehend a little bit why she likes to be in control of things? If knowing now that her husband has darkness in her which i'm going to assume that means some sort of addiction that if she sees that with nick maybe that's why she is sort of like uh, overly you know mothery to him like smothering him with motheriness because she doesn't want to see what happened to her husband happen to nick 
no. Hmm. And I tell you why. Tell me, because, I want to hear. Because I think you can take one of two avenues in, in, in the situation. You can either see that you're doing the same thing to your son that you did with your husband because we don't mm. know really what happened there. But if she, the way she alluded to things with him, it, it's as if she knew the whole time that he had an addiction, which she probably did. And she did the same thing that she's doing with Nick that she did with her husband. She mm. was too, she was too coddling, too overprotective, too controlling. And instead of learning from that, she decided to stay on the same road, except she wants to have more control instead of saying or trying to figure out another avenue to make better communication and contact and everything else she needed to do with Nick and with her daughter. But she's just doing the same thing. So, no, I can't give her any kind of leeway because she she didn't try to do anything differently to improve it. She just thought she needed to hold on tighter. And it, it's not working. It didn't work. So, no. Okay. But what if we see her have that aha moment? Because I feel like she hasn't had that moment yet where she realizes and makes the connection. If she does have that aha moment, what do you think uh, Madison will be like? If Madison was a what if comic book out of Marvel, then yes. But that ain't... We ain't there, <laughs> so no. No. no, no Deezer has issue one of Madison. Thing. No. I just yeah I feel like you know she's gonna always she's gonna always be in that space where you know she's she's gotta she doesn't know what to do with herself now because she you know in her job when she was back in the world you know she was she was a counselor where she's always doing and caring and doing and caring and you know when she had Nick to focus her energies on she was doing and caring and doing and caring even though Nick was doing what the hell he wanted to do and now with Alicia it's like okay we're gonna have to navigate this together but you can't do this like you've been doing it girl you got mm -hmm. to come up with you got to come up with something new and okay. it's gonna she's gonna I think she's gonna be a minute before she gets there because I think part of her understands that she has to come up with something new, but she doesn't know what it is. She she can't she can't let go of those ways in order to figure out how she's going to navigate the new world. I like that. See, this is what happens when Deadly isn't around. We have a forty minute conversation about Madison. <laughs> and so, not 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 the right one. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, let's talk to the right Madison, <laughs> and let's wow. talk about the young people with our young person. So, Madison, yeah. can you fill us in on what's been going on with Alicia and Ophelia after they sort of had been ransacking the hotel room and they discover the uh, man who appears to have hung himself and they have this really deep conversation about hope and that kind of stuff? Well, um, Ophelia is sitting on, I think, a better couch or something and... Um, Alicia starts, you know, going through the fridge and I honestly, when she was like, why, why did they, and I was like, why did they leave the booze? I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, it beats <laughs> that's, me. That's what, that, that's what I Yeah. That's what I thought first. I was like, ah, oh, I don't know, man. But then, uh, Alicia starts talking about like, you know, like, why did he give up? Why did he like basically like hang himself? Why did he just choose that? And then, uh, you know, they start talking about hope and how in this world there's kind of less hope and and then Ophelia again it gets personal about how you know she has no family now all right like her mom passed away in the first season and now her dad just passed away in you know the previous episodes so it kind of sucks for her and I get that and you know you just try to hope for them that they still have hope to survive because that would suck if they didn't and then we would have no season uh to watch <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> madison um, is breaking it down to terms that we can understand yes right um but yeah so they just keep talking and then um yeah i'm pretty sure the scene switches back to uh madison and and them drinking <laughs> It, it does, but before it does or after it does, um, Alicia lets Ophelia know that uh, she's going to go take a shower. You know, oh, well, like, yes. oh, there's hot water and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so once Alicia gets out of the shower, she starts looking for Ophelia. She's 
gone. She, yeah, no, she's not in the room, and she's calling for her and all this kind of stuff. But she's hearing this commotion that's going on downstairs because Legionnaire, where when he left us off with Madison Strand, I mean they're drunk as a skunk, and, and Madison he's playing is, the piano. Loud yes, Strand is playing the piano loud Making and horribly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we see something fall. What yes. did everybody think it was? I, I'll, I'll be honest, I thought it was Ophelia for Me a second, too. but then I was like, but then I was like, why would she? I was like, oh, she had no hope. She had no hope. Like, but I was thought, why would she three. climb up a floor? Like, she would have just flung herself from that same floor. Like, why would you waste energy, like, climbing an additional floor to kill yourself? Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, did you really want Alicia to watch that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, Alicia, like, looks out and she sees that other infected are walking to the balcony and uh, unintentionally flinging themselves over to follow the noise. Some of them make it, some of them do not. It really really didn't look funny. (laughs) It kind of did. And um, we also see, remember that hand we saw prop against the window? It turns out that there's this, what kind of shop was it again? It was like, I forget what the I name, it was I like a shop. It. it was like an unusual because sh- when I read it, I was like, why are there a lot of people in this kind of shop? But, you know, like all of them got infected and, well, I'm sure they were herded in, in there, but it was, I don't know, it was like, uh, like a furniture store or something like that. I was like, why the hell is there a crowd in a furniture store or, or whatever it was? But um, it, there's this store that's like across the street from the resort and they hear the commotion because Madison's like, breaking glass against the wall because she's drunk we got strand banging on the piano horribly he's drunk as hell too and so these infected that are in this shop end up breaking the glass because of all the pressure that they're putting on it and they start heading towards the resort now can i say not that this would have helped anything but i just thought it was so weird that when they first entered the resort uh, Ophelia was the last person to walk in. She didn't shut the door behind her. I thought that was so weird. And I kept on waiting for her to like go back and shut the door, like the main door to the resort, but she never did. I thought that was... Like, me, like, in the apocalypse, with walkers and infected all over the place, like, I would have shut the door. But anyway. So... All this commotion's happening, and uh, Alicia is, like, looking for Ophelia, yelling for her, you know, she's, and she yells for her mom out, out the balcony, but obviously they can't hear, and so she heads into the hallway and uh, rushes into the stairwell, but the stairwell is packed with the infected, so she shuts the door, and um, she's stuck on uh, her floor. And uh, so uh, we see uh, Madison and Strand in the uh, bar, and uh, at one point they they start noticing uh, the infected outside because we even see some of the infected like falling outside, which they don't really catch in the beginning. But then they finally see the infected outside, and then the the infected start entering through. Um, the door where they had entered and then they break the glass and so now we have two drunk as hell people fighting the infected which was kind of hilarious because i was like how the hell do they know what they're doing but they're pushing over tables they're picking up chairs they're uh swinging shit all over the place banging their the infected's heads and all this kind of stuff and uh it gets to the point to where it looks like it's like freaking coyote ugly or something and they're like up up on the bar and like the infected are like uh you know with their hands out you know as if they were drunk bar patrons like waiting for their drinks and all this kind of stuff and so they end up in the middle of uh the like the bar area where the bartender would be and they're surrounded by the infected oh no so while all that's going on back in la colonia we have nick and luciana they arrive back safe and sound and um they uh, arrive with like all the stuff, uh, the supplies for the pantry, and we see Luciana still kind of like pissed at Nick, but uh, Nick gives uh, the uh, gancito candy, uh, Twinkie type of thing, to the young girl whose father was sacrificed, and uh, he's like, you know, I don't, I know this isn't gonna help, but uh, you know, 
here's here's a little something something for you hopefully it, it makes you feel a little bit better and luciana notices that uh that's why nick had stolen uh, the gancito he was to give to the the girl which uh gives her a little i don't know maybe her heart fluttered or something i don't know but it made her give like a nice little look to nick like oh shit you know i misjudged him so Luciana ushers him inside to a house to meet with Alejandro, and Alejandro basically, like, reprimands Nick and is like, you know, why'd you have to do that to those guys, you know, you, you can't be doing that kind of thing, he, he explains a little bit about faith, and uh, he also sort of echoes what Luciana said earlier in the episode in which, you know, the faithful will be the ones that uh, will inherit the earth once it has been washed clean of death you know we have been chosen we will outlast death and while he's giving him this talk and, and like reprimanding him of like what he did and you know because he he wants to keep the community safe from the gangsters uh as he's like bending down nick notices this like giant <laughs> bite on Alejandro's shoulder like a big chunk of his shoulder is is missing which uh, we can assume is the bite that Luciana spoke of and um, as we see the shots of the infected swarming the hotel bar we see Alejandro preaching to the people of uh, La Colonia and Nick stands the audience and uh, they chant over and over in Spanish from death we come and to death we deliver ourselves and uh, Nick joins them even though I'm sure he has no clue what they're saying. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. So let's talk about... Alejandro, what did y'all think when you saw that whatever the hell that was, that big chunk of shoulder missing? I don't know. I thought, like, wow, could this actually be, you know, it, is this real? I mean, because it definitely, but it would definitely make sense. It would definitely give credence to why all of those people would follow him. Um, you know, the way that they are, you know, but still, I don't, I still don't know if I would a hundred percent trust it. I totally agree with you. Like it would obviously make sense as to why they're all trusting him so much. You know what I mean? Cause like, you know, you're seeing hell around you. And then this guy that apparently is supposed to be, you know, heaven sent and not affected, you know, I would believe him too, but I feel like at the moment, like right now it's too like good to be true. You know, because mm -hmm. that's like the whole theme of The Walking Dead. Like <laughs> everything. Right. Oh, we all. Oh, you have hope. Oh, just kidding. I'm going to take that away um, <laughs> because we want more seasons. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I just I don't think it's like he obviously has a chunk out of his freaking muscle, which I w I'm like, how are you like, you know, doing things normally with like a chunk missing out of that muscle like it's just it doesn't make sense um but like maybe he did it to himself or like maybe it was like a he normal bit himself person. well no but like you know what i mean just like hurt himself somehow or like maybe like a normal person bit him or that big know. ass bite no nah, man <laughs> i don't know i don't know no i'm, I'm trying to believe you deidre help us out yeah. What do you think happened to Alejandro? Do you believe him? Do you think he bit himself? Do you think maybe it was a dog? <laughs> no. La chupacabra? It was a chupacabra. Deidre loves a chupacabra story. I think somebody with dentures that fell out of their mouth. <laughs> oh my god, Deidre. They had the wooden dentures a la George Washington. Somebody just gummed his shoulder, that's all. He just keeps adding makeup on it to look like it's something serious. Maybe it was Celia. Maybe they were banging, and it was in the heat of passion. Yeah, that, that's why she saw it. That's why she saw it. She's like, I was there. No. <laughs> Teacher's not buying it. <laughs> She's like, nah, not that. Teacher's like, that's just some special effects makeup. No, From a telenovela. Something, something's wrong. I don't like it. Mm. Teacher, would you have been there chanting? 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Good grief. So, any final thoughts on the episode and where we left things? Because we left, uh, well, we left Strand and Madison in a dire situation. We left Nick, like, really, like, drinking the cult Kool-Aid. And, uh, we left Alicia kind of stranded by herself on one of the floors of the resort. And then, of course, Ophelia is gone. Like, what do we think happened to Ophelia? Did she get kidnapped? Did she just walk away to find some more peanuts? <laughs> Most likely. Most likely. Yeah, I think she just kind of wandered off to kind of collect herself. Because I mean, because yeah, all she would have been doing, all she would have been doing is just sitting around while while Alicia was taking the shower. So I, I couldn't see her necessarily just hanging out while she's showering. So yeah, I know. And we all love a good showerhead, right, Deidre? <laughs> See, but you're not supposed you to leave the pack, me, right? man. <laughs> you're not supposed to leave the pack, man. Like you're supposed no, to stay yeah. there, let everybody know what you're doing, make sure like nobody gets lost. Like they're it's not the end that of the world, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that's true. I agree with DJ. They aren't that coordinated yet. Mm. You are supposed to leave a note, though. Yeah, I would like, think. Just like peek in. Um, um, I'm gonna go for a walk. Be right back. Like yeah, that's true. I do that now, and it's not the apocalypse. Like, <laughs> goddamn. Ophelia knows better, so I think that's interesting that she's missing. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Deidre, I'm scared to ask you this, but I'm going to since uh, I've already started to ask the question. But what do you think is going to happen to Madison and Strand? Not a damn thing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to say Madison's going to get eaten or something. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, a new hero will probably emerge and save Ooh. them, if that's what you're asking about. Deidre, I like a bold prediction. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I hope he's handsome. Well, there you go. Oh, God. All right, now. So any other predictions for the next episode or any final thoughts on this episode before we get into our spoilers? Um, I think that, um, well... A, Alicia is now stuck, like, all the way upstairs. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch her after. Yeah, Because so... we don't know what floor she's on. Except it's high up. It was pretty high up because she was seeing people, like, fall down. Right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it's it should be interesting seeing how she's going to escape. Because, like, there's still, like, walkers, like, in the doors too, right? And they're all worked up now. Um, but yeah. hopefully she can find Ophelia and they can figure out how to get down. But something has to happen. And I'm kind of worried about Alicia in the next episode because we in this episode we were talking so much about like, oh, our, our young kids can, you know, do stuff on their own. And, and now Alicia's going out on her own and now everything's screwed up. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. right. It's just like we can't have nice things. We can't do things nice. It can't go right. It has to be messed up. So. Something's going to happen. Well, it's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Fear the Walking Dead. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com slash the rambling dead. So before we get into an interview with the showrunner Dave Erickson, I wanted to go over the synopses for upcoming episodes. The next episode is titled Do Not Disturb. And here's the plot synopsis. Travis has a hard time connecting with Chris while looking for shelter. Alicia meets a woman with a bloody past. Oh my. And then the following episode, which is episode 11 of season 2, is titled Pablo and Jessica, and they've also released an official plot synopsis, and here's how that reads. Alicia and Madison try to bring two competing factions together. Nick uses skills from his past for his new role. I don't know what that means, but it sounds interesting. So I guess in the next episode, we won't see Nick, and we'll see Travis and Chris and catch up with them, and we'll also see what's going on at the hotel. And then the following week, we'll see 
the hotel people and or if they're even still at the hotel and uh, Nick and La Colonia. So that sounds interesting. So as far as an interview, Entertainment Weekly did an interview with showrunner Dave Erickson and uh, there were a couple interesting questions asked and uh, the first one that they asked was about the initial scene. So they ask, we start with this scene of Nick seeing someone from the community hesitantly but voluntarily allowing himself to be consumed by infected. And Luciana later explains to Nick that those near death deliver themselves to death to join the wall and protect them. How did you all come across this idea? So Dave Erickson had this to say. It was an extension really of Celia's philosophy, which is the dead have always been among us. The only difference now is we can see them. This was a neighborhood that existed, and for the most part, many of the people that we see in this community were already there. What they did was insulate it. What they did was create this dynamic where many of the friends and family who they lost in the immediate wake of the apocalypse were kept in one place. So it's this mutual relationship now where the dead protect them because the colonia, as we'll come to learn, is elevated. It's sort of in the hills outside of Tijuana. There's only one way in, one way out, and their dead protect them. Their dead form this barrier for the folks who may mean them harm. It becomes somewhat difficult for them to get a access to the colonia. I think the living also are protecting the dead, and it becomes this slightly twisted, darker relationship, and it's a nice contrast to the end last week. We ended last week in a very happy, joyful place where Nick feels he has arrived in a community that understands this new world, and what he comes to see moving into this week is that these people have embraced the world. But there are elements to it that are a little darker, a little bit darker, than he expected. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh gosh. And so they also ask about uh, Alejandro and this speech at the end. So they ask, we end with Alejandro making this impassioned speech and the others stuck in this hotel of death. What can you tease up for next week? So he goes on to say, Nick is on the brink of potentially embracing this belief system. He has crossed a line. His behavior at the market potentially compromised the colonia. And what we're going to see eventually is a Nick who wants to make good. A Nick who actually has found a community and he wants to earn his place in it. As for Madison and for Strand, we're going to leave them in rather dire circumstances. And the big question is, it's really more of a mother-daughter story because at the end of episode nine, Alicia has been separated from Madison and fundamentally, one of the lines we want to explore on the back half is will they come together, mother and daughter? Will Alicia rise and become more of an ally to her mom? And I think we've created a dynamic going into later episodes where the two of them now have to find a way to get back together. Because when Alicia said goodbye to explore the hotel, it didn't end very well. And I don't think that mom and daughter are in a very good place. So I'm looking forward to seeing how we can bring those two back together. Which is exactly what Deidre wants to see. <laughs> yeah. <Yay. Yay. laughs> sure. Yes. Ain't gonna happen. Oh gosh. Well, on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Fear the Rambling Dead. Visit the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download this episode and many more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for Fear the Rambling Dead and subscribe. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash the rambling dead. Follow us on Tumblr. Right, follow us on Tumblr, feartherambling-dead-pcr.tumblr.com. Follow the station on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Papichulo Radio. Email us via contact at papichuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. 
Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Co-hosts, wish the listeners a good night. Good night, Ramblers. Good night. Bye, bye. <laughs> Did you need some sleep? She, she needs the, the, some horrible piano she playing. Needs some tequila. She needs some tequila. <laughs> Good grief. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Fear the Rambling Dead every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio archives. New episodes stream via poppychuloradio.com every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Good night, everyone, and Legionnaire, can you please take us out? Well, as we recap the episode, let's just remember that we have witnessed the worst bar crawl ever. That's very true. Yes. <laughs>